1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. I'm sure you guys all had this day circled on the calendar as it is my wife's birthday, but I digress. We are joined, as always, on Tuesdays by the lovely and talented Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it?
2: It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is football season, and we're winning And we're challenging for another national championship. I believe my world is a good place. Let's put the win over Penn
1: State in proper perspective here. We all have strong feelings once the game ends. Now it's being put in context. As we look back, Dwayne, what do we make of it? The offense moved up and down the field, but couldn't get anything done in the red zone. 33 points could have been 50, like I predicted poorly. The defense... At times, looks great. At times, does not. The Ohio State defense leads the nation in defensive touchdowns. They are sixth in sacks with 29. Point of reference, Georgia has 26 sacks. Yet, our defense doesn't seem to be as formidable as it has when it's been at as best in the past. Try and put the win over Penn State in perspective now that, had, now that you've had a few
2: days to think about it. Well, I still go back to what I said post-game, Dan. We just were not expecting the Penn State that we saw. This was the Penn State was the top five team in the country, and they were. That defense is just nasty. It is well coached. They're not going to keep that guy. I don't think they're keeping James Franklin. They're not going to keep that defense coordinator. It's not going to happen. He's got a bunch of guys out there running around, speed guys, tough guys, good athletes, not, not a lot of size, but they're well coached. They're disciplined, good athletes, good football players, and he's putting them in positions to, to succeed. Not enough is being given to Penn State. They sh- they were not going to lose to Iowa with Sean Clifford. That was not going to happen. And last week, hey, everybody, everybody uh, has a bad game. We had ours early in the season. This was not a great game by any stretch of the imagination, but not enough is being given. Not enough credit is being given to the opponent. Also, We've seen Sean Clifford for how many years now? He's never come close to being as good as he was Saturday night. He'll never be that good again. He had a great game, had the game of his life, and uh, we just got to give our opponents some credit. I thought they were well-coached, they were well-prepared, and we just did not have our – we didn't bring our A game. That was That was the thing. They brought their A game, we didn't. I don't know if we brought our B game overall, especially on offense. Just too many mistakes. How many motion penalties? We got receivers and running backs. We're inside the five-yard line ready to really probably put the game away. And what what happens? Henderson jumps on fourth down. So then we have to take the field goal. Those kind of things. It was just really bad uh, execution-wise in this game. We did a lot wrong. They did a lot right. And here's the thing. This is something we've heard as long as we've been around sports. Good teams find a way to win. Good teams win even when they're not at their best. That's what happens.
1: Ohio State takes everybody's best punch. I know people think that's a bias, and it may be, but I watched Penn State play Illinois, and I watched Penn State play Ohio State, and you'd be hard-pressed to tell me those are the same teams. Maybe it's just kids, or maybe it's coaching. And that's my only slight concern with the Buckeyes is that they've had two enormous games this year, Oregon and Penn State, and didn't play their best. So that's either an adjustment to the stage or the coaching staff not having them completely ready. And that will play itself out as we go here. Tonight, the college football playoff first four will be announced. We do not expect Ohio State to be in there. Do you have what you believe to be the top four that will get announced tonight? Tonight,
2: I believe that it will be Georgia will be in there. I believe Oklahoma will be in there. They're a different team now that they've uh, solved a quarterback situation. They're gonna put Cincinnati in there now. I don't know if they're gonna keep them in there now. Will they be there when it really matters? The last when they actually announce the four. I don't think so. I think Ohio State will be in there. In there, but it's probably gonna be Michigan State.
1: It's gonna be Michigan State. It's going to be Georgia. The next two are interesting, and this is how I feel about it. I don't really care. Ohio State's future is completely in front of them. If they went out, they're going. The only possible complication you have down the road is if both Ohio State and Oregon finish with one loss. That will be interesting, but aside from that, Ohio State has games left with Michigan State, with Michigan, and you're going to have the Big Ten championship game. I don't think there's any issue for Ohio State, provided they went out. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and get into recruiting. Okay, we are back. It was an enormous recruiting weekend. It would be impossible to sit here and list all of the recruits and everything that went down. We sent out a newsletter last night containing all of the information compiled. Bill Curlick and Steve Wiltfong did yeoman's work. Wiltfong rolled a crystal ball for Omari Abor. Your thoughts on the possible addition of the Texas defensive end?
2: It's it's huge, Dan. It's absolutely huge. We saw in this game the importance of the pass rush. I, I mean, Matt Barnes, one thing I love about this guy is he's going to rush past him. I don't care if he's got to go out there himself. He's going to rush past. Him. He's going to rush with his front four, and we've been very successful with that. But if it's not working, he's going to blitz. Get those ends. You've got to get the bigs. You have to get the bigs. If you've been following Bucknuts for years, you know I've always said quarterbacks and defensive line is when you win, where you win championships. And you know, like I said, look, look where we're at—playoff contender again—and we're already look how we're uh, sacks. We got a quarterback who is at times people have talked about—is he going to be on the podium in New York? We got some guys that are uh, getting up there in age as far as ends are concerned, and and the way uh, Harrison's playing right now—forget it—he's not coming back. There's no way he's a college football player next year. He's, he just he's had, had a rough start, disappeared, sat for a while, and I still have questions about that unavailable list, uh, whether it's just for injuries and COVID. But he sat and bang, he came back. Maybe he was hurt, Dan. We don't know. I'm just saying after that, he, can, he has been just lights out. Maybe he had his best game as a Buckeye this past weekend. So getting these ends in is important. We've already got one. we got a good edge guy. We need to get – I would like to get both a boar and an eye white. I don't see – he seems to be trending away. Maybe we can get back in on that. I still believe he's the top edge rusher in the country, even more than a boar. But a boar is, is uh, top three. <laughs> uh, that would be great to add him. Tackles, I'm really happy with where we are. Hero Canoe is special, let me tell you. He is going to be like this year's Tyleek Williams. He is that good. I think we're going to get him. Add Caden Curry, who is highly underrated. He's a kid that could kick out to strong side end, help us out there too. So we're adding a couple of – we could add a couple of uh, guys there. Maybe we'll add another one. Getting these defensive linemen, that's where I, I need to – that would be the headline on, on uh, this weekend for me is getting those defensive linemen in here. And and uh, uh, getting some of them committed that would be huge. That's a, a vitally important thing. Uh, We'd like to see a few more linebackers in here. let's be honest, Dan, we got one linebacker that stands out, and he hasn't been there very long. It's Steel Chambers. <laughs> yes, you know, it, and think about this, Dan. Where would he be if he look at all the reps he missed as a linebacker, messing around at running back? It was most thought he was a. Uh, linebacker to begin with. The only person who didn't agree with that was him. And look where he is. He's all over the place. He is all over the field. He's reading plays. He's got such electric speed. He gets there. He makes the tackles. He's just dynamic. This is the best linebacker we've had in a couple of years. I'd like to see him on the field more and let him stay on the field. He should be a starter. So I'd like to see a few more linebackers coming in here. But then again, look what we're already got coming in. C.J. Hicks, number one linebacker in the country, and he's earned it. Get another maybe one, maybe two more linebackers in here. And we also need those safeties. I was ecstatic to see Zion Branch getting a a crystal ball to come to Ohio State. I still believe in Wonka is another level. He would be the the real prize. But uh, just an outstanding recruiting weekend. And, And here's the thing. Because of the game, You know, fans think that the players want to – these recruits want to see a blowout. Well, i tell you what. I think they get bored. I think they're doing other things rather than paying attention to what's going on on the field in a blowout. They know Penn State was a ranked team. They know who Penn State is. It's one of the best programs in college football. And beating Penn State like that, I think that stood out more than if we'd have just run them out of the stadium.
1: All right, let's finish with this. Two fantastic running back prospects were here, Richard Young and Justice Haynes. Your thoughts as we close the show.
2: Well, Richard Young is another level. Justice Haynes is too good to say. Uh, uh, hold on, we want to. We got some other things we need to worry about. Uh, uh, we'll get back to you on committee. No, you don't. You take him if if he if he wants to come in. But Richard Young just seems to be all about Tony Alford. And I believe that our rotation really helps us. You know, sometimes people are going to say, say, why don't you just leave Henderson on the field? Well, we don't want to beat him up. We want to have a fresh guy in there. And it shows recruits. You come here, you're going to get to play. As a true freshman, if you're good enough, you're, you're, you're going to play. And if we're recruiting you, you're good enough.
1: I said we were wrapping up. I was wrong. Your early thoughts, as Ohio State preps for the trip to Nebraska, they are fifteen point favorites. Last time I checked,
2: that's that shouldn't surprise anyone. We've just smacked Nebraska around, and you can get something out of tough wins like this. You get wake up calls. As we are just walking through the the schedule since Oregon, now look at what's going on. Say, wait a minute, now you got to come prepared. You got to bring it every week. So uh, I say, a wake up call puts Ohio State in a position to uh, Nebraska will come out early. Anytime Ohio State's on the other side of the line, schools are going to say this is a signature win. Scott Frost doesn't have one. Beating Ohio State would be the biggest feather in his coaching cap ever, maybe forever. We'll get their best shot early on, but then we'll handle them easily.
1: Scott Frost, his last name implies the cold, and his butt is feeling quite warm because he's on the hottest seat you can get. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Buck Bucknutters. I don't